Hello, and welcome to the eighth episode of the Personal Finance Podcast. Please be sure to follow the Personal Finance Podcast Instagram at Personal Finance Podcast 80 as well. You can also follow the Twitter page for updates on the podcast at Personal Finance on Twitter. All right, now let's get in today's epi- into today's episode. In today's episode, we will be looking about about we will be looking and talking about the different types of bank accounts. So now let's look at the bank accounts at a glance. So the first account is a checking account. So why may you want this account? You want unlimited access to your money and you're not concerned with earning interest. Now a savings account. You don't need constant access to this money and can afford to leave it in a secure account where it will remain at nominal interest, where it will earn nominal interest, pardon me. A money market account is when you want to blend between a checking and savings account and only need limited access to this money each month, similar to a savings account. But uh, the difference with that is a money market account is a mix of both. Certificate of deposit, CD. You want a secure way to invest your money for a set period of time. Individual retirement arrangement, IRA. You want a tax-deductible or tax-deferred way to invest your money for retirement and a brokerage account. You want to invest your money, but don't want to be penalized for taking your money out before the age of 59. Okay, now let's talk about checking accounts. So with a checking account, you can easily access your money on a daily basis, and checking accounts are, are the most accessible type of bank account, allowing you to deposit and withdraw money as often as you want. Therefore, a checking account is a great place to keep the cash you'll use for everyday spending. While checking accounts don't traditionally earn any interest, there are some interest-bearing checking accounts available though. All checking accounts are usually tied to a debit card, which you can use to make purchases or withdraw cash from ATMs. Some checking accounts charge fees for maintenance ATM withdrawals and a minimum balance violations. Comparing options can help you find a checking account with the lowest fee and the best terms for your situation. Okay, so let's talk about what a checking account is good for and bad for. So a checking account is good for most people since it's an accessible amount that lets you deposit your paychecks or make payments. And it's bad for people who want to earn interest on their money and those who would like to spend more money than they have in their account and pay overdraft fees as a consequence. So that's why a checking account would not be good for those types of people. Now, let's talk about a savings account. A savings account serves as a place for you to park money you don't want to spend right away. Savings accounts can give you the chance to earn interest on funds you deposit. They can help you build on an emergency fund or save up for a down payment on a house, car, or any other financial goal you may have. Unlike checking accounts, savings accounts impose restrictions on how many withdrawals or transfers you can make each month. Savings accounts differ in interest rates, method of compounding interest service fees, and minimum opening opening deposits. Search for the best savings savings accounts that right f- that's right for you. So now, given below are a few features of a savings account. So for a savings account, there are no limit there. There's no limit to the number of times the account holder can deposit money in this account, but there is a restriction on the number of times money can be withdrawn from this account. A rate of interest that an account holder gets varies from 4 to 6% per annum. There's no minimum balance that needs to be maintained for this type of account. And the savings account holders can get an ATM debit card if they want, if they want to. So savings bank, savings bank account is further divided into two types. A basic saving, 
savings banks deposit account that's a b s b d a and the other one is a basic saving bank deposits amount accounts sales scheme so that's b s b d s basic saving bank deposit account small scheme now, i've never heard of this before so i don't really know what this is exactly but i still wanted to mention it Okay, now the the savings account is mostly eligible for students, pensioners, and working professionals. So savings account is good for emergency funds, those who wish to save for a goal like a down payment or on a house or car. So that would be a good thing. So you keep putting that certain amount of money into into your savings account. So that's good. That's what a lot of people are using it for. And it's bad for people who want to be able to access their money as often as they like. So the only bad thing with it is you're not able to access your money too often. Okay, let's talk about a money market account. At its core, a money market account, or MMA, is a combination of a checking and savings account. You can land a higher interest rate on your on a money market account than a savings account. But a money market account tends to require a higher minimum balance. And some money market accounts may require five to $10,000 to open an account. However, you can also find money market accounts that have a lower minimum requirement. Some money market accounts come come with checks or debit cards, but the number of withdrawals from the account is usually limited per month, just like a savings account. Okay, let's talk about what it's good for now. It's good for people who wish to keep a high balance in their account and earn interest on it. And it's bad for people who want to be able to access their money as much as they want and those who can't meet the minimum balance requirements. So this is like a savings account as well and it's bad for the people that want to be able to access their money uh, regularly and now let's talk about cds certificate of deposit cds allow you to invest your money for a certain period of time at a fixed interest rate with minimal risk now the terms range from a few months to a few years while you could earn interest in more than one with your other bank accounts you'll have to commit to keep paying in the cd for its entire term and if you don't, you will be on the hook for an expensive early withdrawal penalty. So what's this good for? This is good for people who don't need their money right away. And those who want to earn more interest in exchange for locking up their funds for a while. And it's bad for people who will believe they have, they'll need to withdraw their funds early and pay the early withdrawal penalty. And those who don't like the idea of having their money tied up. Now let's talk about a joint bank account. So a joint bank account, also known as a joint deposit account, offers some offers the same features as benefits as a personal checking or savings account held by one person. A joint account allows two or more people to do the following from the same bank account. It lets you do the four following things. Makes withdrawals, makes deposits, make payments, and conduct other transactions. As a joint account holder, you share access to the account. You are, are, you are also responsible for any transactions made by the other account holder. For example, if the account has overdraft protection and all account holders must be responsible for repaying the debts. Before you open a joint account, talk about it with your co-owner. Make sure you both agree on how you will be using the account in the future. And also be sure to read the account agreement and speak with someone with their financial institution to learn more about two things, two main important things. And those two things are its policies on joint accounts and how it manages joint accounts. So it's really important to know about these policies because every single bank will have different different terms and conditions you must abide by. And they may even ask you, there may even be a limit on spending, which is mostly common. And 
you have to manage it in a certain way to uh, maintain the joint account and make it um, see make it look good in the future so if you ever need it you can um, you're able to use it for any big purchases okay let's talk about information that banks must provide about joint accounts so banks have a signed commitment to make information on joint bank accounts available to you in their branches and on their websites in addition to the information banks must tell you when you open a bank account banks must also give you key information about joint bank accounts if you are if you are, you know, these are two things. So if you're opening a personal bank account or converting a personal bank account held in one name to a joint account held by two or more people, this information will help you understand the risk and benefits of joint accounts. The information must be clear, simple, and not misleading. So it's really, really important for you to understand this information and you should know what you're getting into. And if you're unsure, you should be, you should be asking questions at that time. And if you do business with a financial institution that isn't federally federally regulated, such as provincial such as a provincial credit union, check your account agreement or ask a representative for details on joint accounts. Okay, now the bottom line is, when choosing the type of bank account that's right for you, remember that you can that you can open more than one to meet your various needs. Choose one or mix of them can steer you towards financial success. But that all depends upon you. This episode talked about the different bank accounts. Before you open or look into any bank accounts, please be sure to do your own research and look at further details from your local bank institution and see what they have to offer. Thank you for listening to the eighth episode of the Personal Finance Podcast. Hopefully you learned something new about the different types of bank accounts. I also wanted to let you guys know that in my next episode, I'll be taking a deep dive. I'll be taking a deep dive and talking more about what is a savings account. That will be um, the ninth episode of the Personal Finance Podcast, which we which will be coming out later this week. Thanks for listening to this episode.